Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Detlef Schrumpf, Uwe Blob, Vitaly Potapenko, Eric Montross, Manu Ball, Michael Sweetney. Isaac Ike Austin, Joey Devine, Pistol Pete Maravich, Pistol Jarvaris Crittenton, Marcine Gortat, Sean Keen, Dean Garrett, Marquise Chris. Dragon Bender, special guest Brendan Lynch, musical guest, clap your hands, say yeah, and now the host of Rumble Rock, Dave Schilling. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again on another episode of Round Ball Rock. I am Dave Schilling, here with Joey Devine and Sean Keen. Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. Really quickly, I want to shout out the guy who uh, suggested Uwe Blob, Mm -hmm. uh, at Daniel Child on Twitter. Thank you very much for your suggestion. I did not know that was a person who was unfortunately named Uwe Blob. Uh, We are joined today by Brendan Lynch, former writer for... And you get a Wednesday with Bill Simmons. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the podcast. Um, yeah, it's it's great to be around three guys that love LA Live as much as me. Oh man, I used to work there, and every day I hit up that Smash Burger. Oof, I call I call it the Bourbon Street of the West Coast. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it is the entertainment destination of America. It mm-hmm. really is. It's beautiful and wonderful. We are here today to talk about NBA conspiracy theories. Brendan, uh, you have a lot of strange ideas. Well, not strange, but uh, unconventional ideas about the way the world works, and specifically no, uh, the okay, national basketball Okay, let me stop series. you right there. Okay. I don't believe in conspiracy. I, I'm like – I've known Joey and Sean for, mm. gosh, 10 years. They know that I am the – literally the most basic white guy <laughs> you could ever meet in your life. Are you I, wearing New Balances I'm, right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh no. He is. Oh, Fre- no. Oh, fresh, Two of them. Yeah, Jesus. Fresh, fresh New Balances. Um I believe in diversity, so I'm wearing Nikes. I I'm li- also wearing Nikes. There you go, buddy. We're I high-fiving. Li- I, bought those new, I bought these New Balances at the worst time because they're going to be so cheap in like mm-hmm. yeah. six months. Um, but um, no, I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I'm interested in people that belie- believe in conspiracy okay. theory. But I apologize. I, but, for- but no, it's, it's an easy mistake to make because I think when you're sort of an introverted white guy and you have an interest in serial killers and conspiracy theory and stuff like that, people assume that, you know, I'm in my basement with jars of urine and, you know, uh, <laughs> I keep my jars of urine where they belong in the pantry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, the NBA is rich with conspiracy. It's theory. the conspiracy theory league, right? Yeah. And there's, you know, is like, it because it's run by Jews? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, it just felt natural. Um, of course, you have like your your conspiracy theories that you know are about the the league, like the the frozen envelope that we were discussing for the Patrick Ewing pick in the '85 draft. Mm-hmm. You have, um, you know. Forcing Michael Jordan to uh, take a year off because his father was murdered from for his gambling debts. Yep. Yes, that's yeah. that's a, a, a classic. <laughs> um, you have, um, you know, all the steroid stuff. You know, I follow Incarcerated Bob on Twitter. I'm a <laughs> wait, huge wait. fan of who incar- is Incarcerated yeah. Bob. I'm not familiar. Incarcerated Bob is a guy who he does NBA gossip. Okay, and he's also he's also a tout. He does picks, right? He he controls like ten to fifteen Twitter accounts, and he was the person <laughs> who allegedly. Because here's the thing with this <laughs> podcast is that I don't want to say something that's going to get me or you guys in trouble. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, um, he had a um, he did a tweet about someone who went to a wellness clinic in Florida and picked up some HGH mm-hmm. for. Allegedly, uh-huh. a star of the Miami Heat who now oh. plays with the Cavs. Okay, all right. Um, you can read it; it's on Twitter. Um, I don't know if James it's true Jones. Or not. Okay. James, James, James Jones. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, but I love that stuff. I love steroid. You know, like I mean, I like to. St- when a player comes back with a new physique, I study it. You know, I want to know what they're <laughs> on. I love doing side by side rookie photos and now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that there's anything wrong with, you know, um, you know, no judgment to anyone. I'm just mm-hmm. that's what I'm interested in in the NBA. And I, and it's not in this like we live in a time of analytics and like being having smart takes on stuff. So it's like I've been relegated to like, oh, that's like 
you're not a true sports fan. But we all mm -hmm. are here for our specific you're reasons. You're a true sports fan. Yeah. You just I am. look into the abyss, and the abyss looks back. <laughs> and yeah. that abyss is incarcerated Bob's Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a, one of my dreams in my life is to have a beer with Tim Donaghy. Yeah, I want to yeah. know the real story. Uh, it's like Give it to uh, me straight. Jimmy. I don't think he'd tell you the real story. I think he's a liar. Even the way on. he claimed he was gambling didn't make any sense at all. He's Yeah, I mean, thank you, Tim, for the 2002 NBA championship, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Sean, I believe— You can also thank Doug Christie for airballing all those three-pointers. And thank you, Kobe Bryant, for being <laughs> the greatest basketball player of all time. Sean, you have a list here of conspiracy theories, and I think we should— Go but hold them. on, I want to hear Brendan's oh, take on Tim Dong. Dong oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Dick Bavetta is the real monster. <laughs> the FBI, when they were investigating it, they, did, they were only asking about Dick Bavetta. They right. didn't really ask about Tim Donahue. <laughs> um, that game, that, that alleged uh, with the game six, right, you have Dick Bavetta and Bob Delaney, right, were two of the people on the crew who allegedly – you know, wanted there to be a game seven. Bob Delaney, does anyone know what he did before? He was a mob informant. What? <laughs> mob informant. Look it up. Oh okay. My, oh my God. Alleged mob informant or? No, no, no. no there's no. a book. Oh, there's a book. <laughs> oh dear um, Lord. So, um, and the my favorite thing about the that game six is that you can't find it on the internet. Uh -huh. they keep, like, there's this hero who keeps putting it up and it gets mm -hmm. taken down. And I just want to time it. Uh, reach out to me if you're that guy who keeps putting it up because I need to download it because I would like a copy of that Game 6. <laughs> this is a Pruder film of the NBA. It's, yeah. uh, there's now like a sizzle reel of it, and uh -huh. it's just not the same. Cause there's like, also that Suns playoff game that there's only a sizzle reel of. Yeah. Uh, I forget which. It's Suns Sonics in 93. It's oh, a Game 7. No, but there's the uh, – there's the Nash Suns game that Donaghy did too. Oh, but that's a Spurs game, right? Yeah, I think it's Suns Spurs. It's not the year. It, yeah, yeah, it's not the. Yeah, it's, it's not like, the Ray Allen song. No, right? no, no. Okay. Uh, Tim Donaghy, interesting thing. If you follow him on Twitter, and I, I, I everyone should, um, <laughs> is that he's in a beef with the the publisher of his book. Uh huh. They're in a in a beef because he has to pay restitution. And there's she's a Florida congresswoman and all his tweets now are about this woman and how she's a scam artist and she owes him hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars. But I've never read the book. It's I've read the book. You've read the book. I've read the book. There's what someone told me a thing about the book that fascinates me, which is that the referees, the ball boy sets up the referees locker room mm -hmm. with beers and lunch. Yeah. Right. And they tip the ball boy. So uh -huh. they had a bet that they would do the refs. And this is like – this just shows another side of the, the NBA that I'm not sure the listeners want to hear, which is that, <laughs> which is that the damn uh, refs would do a little game where who – the person who called the first foul mm -hmm. had to tip out yeah. the ball boy. So they wouldn't call fouls for like the first – like That's why a like lot attack. of times you'll see like – no one gets a foul called in the first quarter for like the first eight minutes of a game. Yeah, I was one. There was a Warrior game where it went at least there was like a minute and a half left in the first quarter yeah. for the first foul this year. Mm -hmm. So it's still happening. Yeah, I'm saying it's. Um, 
but what but my real passion is you know there are these known conspiracy theories mm-hmm. i like illuminati nba that's my well, that's my corner we'll get to that okay. let's go conspiracy theory 101 first okay. and walk people through sean you've got a list of nba conspiracy okay, so theories what, the, you want the, to go here first we're two. gonna ramp up to okay. these to <laughs> advanced conspiracy theory brendan lynch style yeah so for first two classic uh number one david stern forced michael jordan to retire in 1993 because of his gambling and he went and played minor league baseball and came back 18 months after mm-hmm. that retirement uh how do we feel about that i mean we got Space Jam out of it, so I feel great. I guess we did get Space Jam. <laughs> Space, Space Jam, the narrative is Michael Jordan going back to basketball oh. after playing baseball. It's oh, all, yeah, yeah. It You're saying him. it's based on real life. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think, do you think, um, do you think that's really what happened? Yeah, do you think that aliens came? No, like, no, you oh, gotta go get back. Get Space Jam no. out of your head. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. Um, I mean, it's it was a very peculiar scenario. Uh, I feel like it has to be something shady. Why, I mean, why did he just okay? Up so and Dave decide believes or? you believe David Stern made Michael Jordan I think retire? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. Uh, I think. As someone who's had a family member die suddenly, uh, you're not the same for a while. Oh, I and know. I, yeah, I know Remember? you know. We covered your your dad is dead. Yeah, we, yeah. we heard it already. <laughs> the listeners are familiar with your dead father. <laughs> Move on, Dave. Uh, I'm guessing he was just kind of fucked up for a while. And also, like, why not? Like, there was nothing left for him to conquer, so he needed to fail at something. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that aspect of it, his competitiveness. The thing I would say that that, uh, makes me not believe in the theory is that Michael Jordan appears to have continued to To gamble a a tremendous amount. Like, it (laughs) doesn't seem to have stopped. Like, he (laughs) came back to the NBA and continued to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars on golf games Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I, I guess I don't see why he would have to quit the NBA for 18 months. I just don't know but if I then trust keep gambling. David Stern. I feel like he was Well, don't trust David Stern right. for sure, but So I just assume that he has some shady dealings that he's he, involved with. Here's oh. a point that I cuz I've thought about this. Michael Jordan cuz I well, I thought of this with the Jordan rides the bus 30 for 30, which was great. And I thought it was really interesting that he actually ended up being a pretty good baseball player. I mean, mm-hmm. he stopped yeah. before, but he actually, like... Michael Jordan is more of a baseball player than a basketball player, personality-wise. It's He's true. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. baseball player is an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's a great hang. Every <laughs> baseball is the sport of great hangs. He likes to gamble. He likes to drink. He's... Terrible sense of personal style. Oh, yeah, God, yes. terrible sense of personal style. Stop. You know, smoking cigars and like he is at his, and he has that obsessive routine, like that sort of OCD ishness, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, punching Steve Kerr. I mean, he is at his at his core a baseball player. Yeah, and I think if he had started earlier, um, you know, I think as maybe like a, a pitcher or something, but um, I don't really think of him as a basketball player because his teammates don't, you know. 
They never say it, but they say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no. do you think he and Scottie Pippen have spent more than like three hours together since 1998? No way. No way. Scottie no. Pippen keeps digging at Michael Jordan even now. It'll be like, yeah, I think LeBron's the greatest player of all time, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like, no one asked you, Scottie, but thanks for the take. <laughs> uh, I think the reason why uh, Jordan picked basketball, as you saw in Space Jam, is that his father encouraged him. To uh, learn how to fly, and you can't really fly in baseball. You know what I mean? Are you being paid by Space Jam? Uh, (laughs) By the company Space Jam? Are you being paid by Space Jam? Warner Brothers has been lining my pockets for years. Everyone should go on the internet and look up the Chameleon Air Michael Jordan story. It's w- just type in Chameleon Air Michael Jordan. It's one of the all-time classic. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, um, so, Brennan, what do you think? Um. It's within the realm of possibilities. That's a fair. fair. Yeah, you yeah. basically mm-hmm. just walked away from that, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, number two, the NBA rigged the 1985 draft lottery so that the Knicks could get Patrick Ewing, who was uh, – I would say he was in that stretch the most slam dunk number one pick mm-hmm. in about six or seven years. Yeah. And uh, the story is that – uh, either they froze the envelope so they could so he, David Stern could could grab it, mm-hmm. and also if you see the video, he does pick up one envelope, put one down, and then pick well, up and there's one. like a bent corner yeah. on that one too, like he <laughs> like he bangs the envelope as it goes in, uh-huh. so there's kind of a dog-eared corner. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, because the Knicks were a moribund franchise. This is the height of the NBA taking on its rightful place as one of the most popular games in America. And the Knicks, as a big market franchise, needed a superstar. And, w- and again, David Stern, untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, 100% that was rigged. It, it backfired, ultimately, because they yeah, didn't want a title. I, but. I agree with you. It's rigged, and it's ri- we know it's rigged because – it didn't work out. Conspiracy, <laughs> does not, yeah. conspiracy does not pay, kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Detroit Pistons got Joe Dumars late in that first round. That's you know they're the they did it by the book and they won. Also interesting, Carl Malone in that draft. Carl Malone, Pat. I mean, it, it, it's it's a it's a real draft of like guys who never won rings. It's a, it's crazy when you look at the other people in that lottery too, because it's like uh, is Chris Mullen. Mullen, in that yeah. lottery, mm-hmm. and he and Mullen was a like a terrible alcoholic for like three years, two three years. Yeah, like, and in, they, he, he he sat on, in the Sleepy Floyd game. Mullen is a rookie and does not get off the bench. Mm. It's like uh, Sleepy Floyd wouldn't have had to score all of those points in that playoff game if Chris Mullen. Uh, well, the the Warriors had to trade Sleepy Floyd because Chris Mullen was literally sleepy <laughs> yeah. from being hung over on the bench. So. But yeah, he was so close to being like a terrible bust. Yeah, yeah. He, he had this similar career path of Dennis Eckersley. Where, yeah, you know, early alcoholic, mm-hmm. go sober, and then just you also know. two of Joey's favorite young childhood Joey's favorite athletes. Mullen and, and Mullen. And yeah. Also, they both have such a, an odd, distinct look that as they get older, they don't look that much older. Yeah. Like, Eckersley looks like he's in his early 30s. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Part of it is that he has long hair and very distinctive facial hair. You if, know? You, like, if you went to a YMCA in the 
90s in Oakland, you probably could have gone to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting with Eckersley and Mullen at the yeah. same time. Well, and, and <laughs> Mullen. a place to get autographs. Yeah. <laughs> Mullen also, if you went to like a Catholic high school in the East Bay, uh, you know, if you're at De La Salle in Concord, the odds are not terrible that Chris Mullen will just show up and play pickup basketball with you in, you know, 2003, 2004. He's not going to run. But he's going to hit every shot. Yeah. yeah, I hate that that guy in pickup basketball who's just so lazy that they won't play defense, but they cherry pick and they're always open and they always make the three. All right, yeah. so Dave hates Chris Mullen. So yeah, I do. Sean, where are you on the the draft being rigged? Uh, I would say eighty five to ninety percent. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm it's kind of with you. I think it's sure. yeah. <laughs> um. I think that draft is rigged, yeah. Too. And it's it's like stern, isn't it? The first draft lottery. Yes. So yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it's almost like they started the lottery so they could rig it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I mean, also, do any of us actually understand how the draft lottery works? It's just a bunch of ping, uh, ping pong balls, but the way in which they pull the balls out and how they figure it out makes no sense to but me. But I mean, but I mean, in 1985, they were literally just pulling the envelopes Yeah, they were out. pulling. There weren't even oh, there weren't the ping pong balls. No, it was like a no. It was like a, have a, you never seen that video? I've seen it, in it like one time, it's but like I still a, don't understand it's how it like works. It's like a bingo. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they like pull out Tumblr, the thing and they and pull out 13 envelopes. Or it was isn't it only like five? It's like seven. Yeah, because there's only there's only like 23 teams in the league. So they've made it more complicated since. Yeah, so they couldn't. Rig it. It's and like it's or like so they could and it's, not get it's like accused of it. Mass. It's so complicated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. This is a conspiracy theory you might have heard of that the Cleveland Cavaliers got rid of Delonte West because he had <laughs> sex with LeBron James's mom. <laughs> I've never heard this one before. Wait, what? you've never heard that? <laughs> I haven't. I've, th- no. Sorry. Oh, this oh, is wow. a classic one. Um, Someone doesn't hang out on Lipstick Alley like yeah. me. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think that if Delonte <laughs> West had sex with LeBron's mother that he would even still be in the league. He's not, well, in, the he's league. not in the league. No, but I mean, like, for years. what I'm saying is right after this happened, he didn't just uh, um, immediately retire, did he? Well, I mean, he, he, did basically go, did. he did go off his meds. He was driving around on a motorcycle with a With a guitar car. case full of guns. Yeah, like... Wait, so like, they waved him, and he <laughs> like didn't... Like the actual yeah, mother. Did I didn't know that. <laughs> never ended up on another team. Uh, he played for the Mavs a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, his career was basically over. But he also he's also bipolar, I believe. Yeah. Okay. LeBron and his posse. I, I feel think like it had have... more to do with the le- guitar case full of guns than yeah. having sex with yeah. LeBron's mom. It's such <laughs> a weird. The only thing that's odd about it is it's a really weird specific theory, and I just don't know why. Why would LeBron James's mom choose Delonte West? <laughs> yeah, on that team. At the same weird. time, like. Maybe he was if, the only willing was, participant well, because of his mental. Wasn't there? Oh, okay, I might be remembering this wrong because I haven't thought back on this rumor in a while. But wasn't there a story of him like leaving her room wearing a robe, and that's how it started? I, mean, I don't. I have no idea where the rumor came from, and <laughs> I'm more upset that he stole the robe from the hotel. That's fine. No, but up. for a long time that was. The reason that was people's reasoning for LeBron playing so poorly 
in that game in that playoff game against the Celtics oh, is because he found out Delonte West was having sex with his mom. That rumor's the best. Uh, there were a, there were a lot of signs about it when he arrived in Miami. It was like LeBron went south because because <laughs> his mom went west. <laughs> anyway, great headline. Uh, great headline. <laughs> great. I'm gonna say sub 10% chance of being first. <laughs> yeah. No fucking that way. That did not happen. Come on. Okay. Um, this one, it's so... When things are so specific, uh-huh. I arch an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only thing that holds it together right. to me is like, why would you make that up? Like that... <laughs> so if you're trying to, to, to hoodwink me, that's the... That's the template. Yeah. Make it very specific, <laughs> really specific. And you'd be like, why would that happen? It's got to be true. It's so illogical. <laughs> okay. No, so that I can hoodwink you in the future. Uh, the Okay, here's some here's some other ones. Um, Latrell Sprewell choking PJ Carlesimo was a false flag operation <laughs> designed to force a trade and get the New York Knicks to the 99 finals. In exchange for his cooperation, PJ Carlesimo was later allowed to coach Kevin Durant. I mean, if we have to, say, if we are going to say that the Ewing draft conspiracy is real, this is real too. That the league is just in the tank for the Knicks, and their ineptitude allows them to continue to fail and in, in 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 achieving a victory in in the finals. So you're saying this one is real? I'm going yes. There's no chance. Going yes. Uh, ha- PJ Carlissimo is a fucking asshole, and everyone hates him, and there's That's no way this is true. That's the perfect crime. I'm going out on a ledge with this one. It always seemed weird that he would actually get choked twice. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- that seems just, it's such a crazy thing to do. That He was choked twice? Yeah. Yeah, he like, w- they, they break separate him, and they go back <laughs> to the locker room. And Spruble comes out like twenty and chokes minutes him later. Again. And it's chokes, like the chokes him again. it's like the Move? second tower <laughs> falling. <laughs> I was gonna say Building Seven, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. similar to nine eleven in a lot of ways. Anyway, you I know, just made know, this so one Spreewell up. So with his right hand, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he had. Uh, all right, everybody says bullshit except for me. That's okay. fine. Um, uh, I I would say watch Hoop Dreams. PJ Carlissimo is in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Watching, you know, go back and watch that, study that tape, mm-hmm. go to the primary source. That man is verbally and emotionally abusive. Yeah. I don't believe this for a second. He was choked and he probably deserved it. Yeah. Right. He right. did. You know what he said, though? That's the weird thing. Put what some mustard say? on he that said, pass. He uh, said, hey, Spree, put a little more mustard on that pass. And that's when, that's, he's, that's when he snapped. No, but that's how you know. That he was such an asshole that the innocuous thing is what sent him over the edge. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, next one. Um, Stan Van Gundy once bribed. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Stan Van Gundy once bribed the pilot of the Knicks team plane to blow up <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy's car as revenge for his attack on Alonzo Morning in the 1998 playoffs. No. <laughs> that is No. No, I, you know what? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna buy this one. Okay, it's really weird that Jeff Van Gundy's car got destroyed by that airplane. That one. Have you time. ever so his heard of that was like, I want you to blow up my brother's car. <laughs> I you know literally that's, Brendan, never do you know heard that story? Of that I've never heard this one. Okay, so when Jeff Van Gundy was the coach of the Knicks, 
his I think it was like a Hyundai. It's like a Honda Civic. Oh yeah, it was it's it was like a, a Hyundai Elantra. That's yeah. the that's official car of the Van <laughs> Gundy Gundy's. family. Yeah. His Hyundai Elantra somehow got destroyed by a plane at the airport. The team plane was turning around allegedly <laughs> and uh the engine just fired right next to his car and the car was tossed like 500 feet. His car was on the tarmac? I guess. <laughs> he was just running late, and he's like, I just have to leave my Elantra on but the tarmac? the most amazing part of this story is none of the Knicks would give him a ride. <laughs> so he had to get, like, a cab to the Newark airport. Oh, no. Because <laughs> they were coming home. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. I don't think so, though. That seems... That doesn't seem like Stan Van Gundy's style. It's true. Like, if you want to tease your brother or piss off your brother, fart on his face while he's sleeping. Don't blow up his Elantra. That's just... Come on. I love it because it's so pre-9-11. Right. Tarmac. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, if that happened... To, like, Jeff Van Gundy would not have had another job after that, after 9-11, right? If he parked on the tarmac? If he parked on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. yeah like I, then he's on, a, he's on a watch he, list at no, that point. He'd be in Gu- Guantanamo, I think. <laughs> uh, he would not last a second there, guys. He'd be very vocal towards the guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, okay. The torture in Guantanamo would be a lot more tolerable, though, than uh, having to sit next to Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. Oh. <laughs> Hand down. Man down. Man. <laughs> Mama, there goes that naked man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have time for one more before our ad read. Oh, okay. Um, James Jones is a clone of Jumaine Jones who murdered the original. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a, a very Westworld scenario. They're very go, similar players. I'm going to go, yes, this happened. I mean, where's Jumaine Jones now? I'm not buying it. Jumaine Jones looked, if anything, Jumaine Jones looked like an older version of James Jones sent back to the fu- from the future <laughs> okay. to murder James like a, Jones. Like so a, you're a, saying, a, a, you're a, a saying Jumaine Jones is actually James Jones's looper. Yes. But he lost that battle. Yes. I, I want yeah I mean if it, if cloning is real then everything is is uh, now has to be questioned you know if we can clone people yeah that's fair that's this is a classic false flag to <laughs> yeah. just discredit NBA conspiracy theory <laughs> no okay all right guys we gotta take a quick break uh, to for a word from our our new sponsor. Normally, Round Ball Rock gets advertising for products and services, but today it's an exciting vacation destination. Guys, when you visit Washington, D.C., what do you like to go see? The Smithsonian? The Lincoln Memorial? Now there's something much more impressive. It's called the Wizarding World of John Wall. Now, much like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it's a theme park celebrating the magic of the Washington Wizards universe. When you enter the park... You'll be assigned to one of four wizard's houses by the Sorting Lottery. Grunfeld Door, Tuffle Juice, Juwan Claw, and Slithering to an Eight Seed. Then you'll take the bullet train, I'm sorry, the wizard train, to the attractions. There's a Gilbert Arena shooting gallery where you can duel against opponents with your wands in a locker room. Or disarm your opponent with the spell Javaris Crittendus. There's Rod Strickland where you can eat turnovers while watching highlights of Rashid Wallace's career. You'll marvel at the magical Jan ceiling. It looks like it has a really high ceiling, but in reality, it's just a really low floor. And of course, you can sail down the Kwame River, a lethargic boat ride that's been called the world's biggest bust, Stravaganza. 
Harry Potter has Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans. The World of John Wall has the Whitman Sampler. Randy Whitman's own candy, where they all taste like throwing up in your mouth. You can shop at Westworld, the place for all the unselled Washington team merchandise. Dave, I think you mean unsold. No, unselled. And of course, the Epcot Jama Center, a look at the whole world of NBA culture with exhibits from Oakland to Dallas to Cleveland. Honestly, it's not the best exhibit in the world. It's not really big enough to be truly great, but it also moves pretty slowly. But by the standards of a late 2000s NBA, it's an all-star. Hey, Dave, question about this theme park. Yeah, shoot, kid. Uh, does, Scr- <laughs> does Scrub Lord Bradley Beal have a ride? The Bradley Beal ride is currently out of service. The Wizarding World of John Wall. Visit before it becomes the Wizarding World of D'Angelo Russell and two protected first-round draft picks. All right, guys, All right. we're back. Sounds like a that lot of fun. That product sucks. All right. It's a lot to see, right? Yeah, it's it's a little, though. Mm. Is it good for... Vaguely underwhelming, I'm sorry. Is it good for older kids, or can you bring a gore toddler? <laughs> How did that not make the ad read, Sean? Um, <laughs> all right, let's get back into the dark world yes. of NBA conspiracy theories. Okay. Brendan? Uh, do you, I think we go to Brendan. Oh, now. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Let's, okay. yeah. Brendan, why so, don't you walk us through some of your favorites? The ones that Sean were mentioning are, are 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 great and they're fun and they're for true, like, they're still within the sports realm, right? They're sport. I'm talking about when Illuminati people that believe in the Illuminati get into the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm interested in. That's and <laughs> so just uh, just to cover a couple bases, like the Illuminati is a secret society started in the late 1700s, right? What's the difference between the Illuminati and the Freemasons? I don't know, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of cross pollination. Yeah, I don't. The thing about the Illuminati is you don't know what's real or what's fake because there's people out there trying to discredit it <laughs> according to the people that believe it. Now, once again, I don't believe this, but one thing that they really grasp onto is the three point sign, the made three point sign mm-hmm. in the NBA is also a Illuminati sign. Okay. The A O K, it's uh-huh. the six six six. Right? Oh, okay. So um it's So Nick, Nick Swaggy P. Young is in the Illuminati? They're all in the Illuminati. It, it indicates approval of the Lord of Light, aka the Antichrist. <laughs> okay. And so I would believe Nick Young is into the Antichrist. So what does it keep mean going. You, what does it mean when you turn that into guns? Yeah, is like that Russell Westbrook. They, they don't they they don't make any mention of that, but they do <laughs> the eye. When they do it over uh-huh, the eye, yeah. that's that's big. The a lot of the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, okay. This is somehow more important <laughs> so than this. So the three monocle is more important than the three gun. Yeah, okay, gotcha. There. Um, okay, let me just also talk about like the 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 logos for the teams. Okay. Right. There are three things that uh, people that believe in the Illuminati are really into, mm-hmm. and that's pyramids. Gotcha. All-seeing eyes mm-hmm. and suns, right? Mm-hmm. The all-seeing eye, the left eye on the pyramid, that's the eye of Horus, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the god of the sun, which the Illuminati is into, okay? <laughs> so, so they're into the Antichrist and the god of the sun? 
Well, no, no, they're saying that, yeah, yeah, they're into both. Yeah, <laughs> the, no, you're okay. Right. Um, yeah, but keep your bases covered. I like it. Like the Nuggets, the simple Nuggets logo, mm-hmm. right? The mountain. That's yeah. the pyramid. That's what they say. And Memphis plays in a pyramid, right? Uh-huh. That's yeah, huge. Yeah, that's that's crazy huge. Talk. <laughs> um, the Warriors, right? The um, the Bay Bridge logo, uh-huh. the new one. You turn it to the side. That's a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the the Illuminati owns. And they, they do this for every Joe single Lacob one. Joe Lacob is definitely in the Illuminati, right? <laughs> he is for sure in the Illuminati. Yeah. Peter Goober, for sure. Yeah. The, the thing that, that – Vivek, not in the Illuminati. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the Clippers owner also not, not in the Balmer Illuminati. Balmer, definitely. Balmer is no. definitely in the they Illuminati. They would never let that big of a dork in the Illuminati. Yeah. He's in the Illuminati. He's hiding no, they, in plain sight. They The Clippers logo does have a, a sun with a cross on it. Because, like, they always say, like, you know, basketball has seams on it, but they say, that's yeah. a cross. Mm-hmm. That's a cross. <laughs> that's the sun god. So it's like – but the, the one that's actually gave me a little shivers is the Celtics logo, that little guy. Mm-hmm. There's a triangle that forms that doesn't need to form on his eyebrow. And so there is a tiny little all-seeing eye. Just ch- everyone here, check it out. I'm not, you know – and then there's the the, the 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 ball he's spinning is so orange like the sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would totally believe that Danny Ainge thinks he's in the Illuminati, but yeah. it's not. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like Illuminati adjacent or something. Whatever the JV squad. Yeah, for the Larry Illuminati. Bird's in the Illuminati. Danny Ainge is not. He's <laughs> in like the Phil Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a guy named Phil Illuminati who's yeah. like a low-level mobster. It's like, hey, Danny. Get some short guys who can't rebound. <laughs> the Freemasons said to. Nah, never trade a draft pick. Just hold him and then release that guy. <laughs> sorry, Brendan, please continue. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. The um So the um Oh, sorry. The I'm I'm uh the Illuminati is stopping your brain from working. <laughs> yeah. The, if I die, the, okay. The if radio I, waves. If I die working. after this podcast, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty awesome. People are going to listen to this quite a bit then. Yeah. Um, also, the another sign in the whole um, – in this whole culture is the falling star of Lucifer, right? The falling star. So in the NBA Finals, there's that falling star. Yep. Yeah. Lucifer. <laughs> Think of that. In one of these videos, I, I, I stayed up last night and I watched three to four hours of these videos taking copious notes. Someone referred to Hollywood as Hollywood, mm-hmm. which I just enjoyed because they said that you have to sell your your soul in order to get, you know, um, the opportunities, the endorsements mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and another interesting thing is – the people that they fixate on, right? They really fixate on the warriors, and I'll get back to that. But <laughs> the um, the blood sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? So we mentioned the unfortunate murder of Michael Jordan's father, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they credit that as this was a blood sacrifice, right? Another one of these videos talks about Larry Bird. It's really funny. It's like, how did a lanky kid with no athletic ability <laughs> – become one of the stars 
he he made a and, and unfortunately Larry Bird's father committed, committed suicide, suicide. Committed yeah. suicide. That's their blood sacrifice. Well, well, how about how about okay? So the 2011 Mavericks, notably Jason Terry got a tattoo of the Larry O'Brien Trophy on his arm, and Deshaun Stevenson had a personal tattoo artist who tattooed a lot of the Mavs, and you would think maybe that's like drawing blood. Yeah, they're putting like um, marks. Yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving actually has the uh, all-seeing eye pyramid on his arm, so he's also they really focus on him. Well, yeah. and you think about last year's finals. Who's the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers? Tyrone. Tyrone Lou. Lou C for Cleveland. Four games in the NBA Finals. Lou C four. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Did you make these videos that I watched last night? Wow. I mean, I see the I'm world differently now. buying in a lot, actually, <laughs> right now. We don't, we're not what trying to Sean, convince you, but, like... What if, what if this podcast would really change if Sean became a full NBA Illuminati conspiracy <laughs> guy? Yeah, it's just it's me, like, just shaking my head and being like, there's so much you guys don't understand. <laughs> uh, another a thing with Larry Bird that's weird is that they say he's an Illuminati member because birds are big in mm-hmm. the Illuminati, you know, like the big owl effigies or whatever. So they're like, bird, you know. Uh, and then 33, his number is like a really important number to the Illuminati. That's why Walt Disney's club is called Club 33 mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. Disneyland, the exclusive club. And there's all these examples of 33. Um, so they really focus on him. But the Warriors are like – that's the Illuminati team, right? So do you remember that video that Steph Curry made with Obama? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was for some um, mentorship, mentorship. Yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So in the handshake that they do um, together, that's an Illuminati handshake. There's people who like break it down. <laughs> and it's actually – it's called Mahabone. This is probably the first time Mahabone has ever been said on a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this, this – it won't be the last after this, yeah. man. I'm and, convinced. And let me tell you, this is the thing. If they do kill me, it's for saying Mahabone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't supposed to go there, but you know what? I'm going there. That's um, also the name of a Danny Ainge second-round draft and stash <laughs> as well. So they also say that um, the um, the team, right, the, the Warriors team is – there's a, another thing called uh, – MK Ultra, right? uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I think oh yeah, it's, the it's like a psychological experiment from the CIA. Yeah, like, and it's, yeah. it's used by the thirteen families that control the United <laughs> States, mm-hmm. that are in the that are that that control the world to, and they do a thing called disassociation, right? And they bring all these like the reason Steph Curry is such a great shooter and Clay Thompson is such a great shooter is because they have learned from Obama, who taught Steph Curry. Because Obama is a member, uh, is a high-ranking member of the Illuminati to disassociate. They also bring up that video, the famous video of you know when Draymond Green like is at the press conference with Festus Azili and he's just like zones out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's MK Ultra. And yeah. For for <laughs> yeah. the listeners, for the listeners, MK Ultra like the best way to to it's a CIA technique that was used to mind control and like a Jason Bourne. Stranger Things also talks a lot about MK Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that terrible. Never mind. Keep going. The um, <laughs> so it's and then they they do all the um, 
you know, when, when Steph Curry throws the towel over his shoulder and hits the water out mm-hmm. of Draymond Green's hand, they're like, how could he do that? This is this team is using CIA psychological <laughs> techniques, uh-huh. and that's why – and I find this fascinating. That's why they're light years ahead? Yeah. They're light – it's not Joe Lacob and his, <laughs> you know, team of, you know, Silicon Valley nerds. It's the CIA. <laughs> yeah. My question is, if they're so – uh, attuned to this disassociation technique, and they're using supernatural abilities. Why did they lose last year? <laughs> Is LeBron James uh, in Ooh. the Freemasons? Okay, and so it's I, in the I'm glad you brought that Four. up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's classic numerology. Okay, uh-huh. this is the other camp <laughs> of this conspiracy. Is people who look into the numbers of the NBA, right? So the three-one, right? Three-one lead. Three-one yeah. lead. Have you ever thought about that LeBron was 31 years old? No. no. That it was his 13th year in the league? <laughs> you ever thought about that? No, I had no. not. Am I blowing your guys' mind? <laughs> yes. I'm really, like, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Where um, is this going? Game five happened on 6-13-16, right? What? We have a 13 there. Game six was on 6-16-16. That's three sixes, man. Yes. <laughs> and then 619 and then then game 7 was 61919 which is the biblical King James's birthday. It was all in the cards. That's also James. my birthday. Well, there you go. <laughs> and Sean, you're a part of this. I, I think well, this is all misdirection. I have to say this reminds me of watching um game 6 of the 2014 NBA finals and um so we were watching, and the, the Spurs had a 10-point lead at the end of the third quarter. And uh, this girl at the bar said she didn't normally bet on uh, basketball, but she said that six was her power. She was a big Spurs fan. This was going to be um, – the game was on June 6th. Um, you know, it was game six. Like, all of these sixes were going on. And as she was explaining this theory – I saw LeBron James steal the ball, and they were they were showing the slow motion replay of him going up and dunking. And as he turned, the back of his jersey swung a six right into the frame. And I thought, you didn't pay attention to your numerology. <laughs> number six is about to beat you right now. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think that might be like the Heat have a one uh, – Bosch, Bosch, Wade, and LeBron were one, three, and six. God damn there, it! There's a video on the internet of the finals, the 2013, I believe, final between the the Spurs and the Heat. Someone hits a free throw. The scores go from it goes to like 66 to 67. So there's six, 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 and this the shot clock light goes out. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone and the guy doing, you know, he's recording his TV and uh-huh. he's doing slow. And he's like, "There you go, the Illuminati shut the game down, six six six. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was twenty thirteen. That, yeah. that happened. Yeah. The um, go- here's another thing that they like to talk about: goat, right? When mm-hmm. you say someone's greatest LeBron's of all time, goat. or the bad or bad goat, Sacrificial. good goat. It's goat. weird. Goat can be both now. I well, agree. and and the word tragedy comes from the Greek word for goat. Oh my oh. god! This, Are you in the Illuminati? I feel like Sean is really like <laughs> opening himself up to that criticism <laughs> right now. The thirteenth family is the Keens. The Keens. <laughs> the Keens of 
the East Bay. Look, we control uh, Irish crappy Coldplay knockoff music. Mm-hmm. We control uh, the family circus. Rollerblading. The yeah. family circus, which is a circle that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of spirits that help Billy from the family circus <laughs> on his guests. I mean, yeah. you would think this podcast would be more popular if you were... So well, the yeah. thing is, uh, if you've noticed, our downloads started really picking up at episode 13. They're, oh they're popular in the right circles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, <what> I mean. <laughs> that's the thing with the Illuminati. They don't want popularity like we, you know, like like a lot of people want. They want just the elites. So that's why Beyonce could not be in the Illuminati because she's too successful? Why did my voice come up like that? Um, successful? I, I'm not uh, – it's always weird when, you know – because it's weird how it's like such a like so, so called secretive group, but then they're doing all these signs too. It, I, it, that's the thing that I don't understand with the people who really believe this. Um, but it's fun to watch, and I just like the fact that like that's how popular the NBA is. Is that like conspiracy? And that's how fun the league is. Is because we know the personalities. We can attach all these crazy beliefs. And everyone is included. It's a big tent, okay? Mm-hmm. This is a, t- a these guys are in the s- s- corner <laughs> doing weird stuff on YouTube. I'm over there checking it out, and let me tell you, there's some real, like I now watch a conspiracy YouTube video, and I'm like, oh, this guy's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before. I've heard this music before. Are you using the soundtrack to, you know, Braveheart, Snore? Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's why I came on here. You know, I'm not I'm not Nate Duncan, guys. I'm not here. <laughs> None with of us are Nate Duncan. The, that's the, for sure. I but I am, I am Danny LaRue, though. <laughs> I am. I am the Nate Duncan of this. Yeah. <laughs> Sean is Brian Windhorst, actually. I, I kind of am the Brian Windhorst of this. One thing that people don't know in Cleveland is um, LeBron did stay an extra day, like Pat Riley said, but it was it was purely for a ritual sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of um, all of that, Pat Riley specifically, Sean, you have a notorious for this podcast oh, yeah. conspiracy oh, yeah. theory that I want to talk about before we move on. Yeah, this is this is not so much a theory as just a proven fact uh <laughs> so back in uh 1988 i believe the lakers had won two straight titles and uh in a meeting with the team just hanging out in the locker room brian scott byron scott i'm sorry had mentioned that they needed to to three-peat the next year and pat riley heard that and immediately trademarked the term three-peat in anticipation of the for Lakers. Himself, not for himself. For himself. He's not cutting in not Byron Scott Byron or Scott. anything. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the the Lakers, a lot of guys got hurt. They fell short in the 89 fi- finals to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And Pat Riley immediately left and, and went and took the Knicks job. Subsequently, uh, in 1993, the Bulls had a shot at a three-peat. And Pat Riley had access to... You know the the incredibly lucrative three-peat trademark riches, Whoa. and uh, that was also the series where the Knicks mysteriously lost as Charles Smith got blocked over and over again at the end, and the mm-hmm. Bulls got the three-peat. Pat got his money. Pat left New York right after that. 
Um, Does he still have this idea? Still yes. has, still has he three sues people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love litigious. Yeah. Like, like rich people. It's one <laughs> so he's he's defended it against like the number three and PEAT. Um, when USC was trying to get three titles in a row, he successfully shut down all these three, three Pete like Pete Carroll. Carol, yeah things and he like drove a t-shirt company in la into bankruptcy um so i believe that good yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just what la needs another t-shirt company right uh so i i believe that when he got to miami and the heat fell short in their in their quest to win three in a row that's what just ruined him he like let lebron leave drove Dwayne wade out of town won't even clear Chris Bosch to come back medically. Yeah. And this is, is my favorite of all of this. Is yeah. <laughs> this and is. so, and, and you can look, he's like destroying the team. He's uh, telling personal secrets about LeBron to James. Yeah. Do you Phil think Jackson. Phil Jackson is a part like, of this? Like none of this makes any, well, yeah, because Phil Jackson, he owes him for tanking the 93 conference finals. So, mm-hmm. the so he needs to give him feet. information. Right. In reserve, and I mean, the, there's just some mysterious. It runs stuff. deep. Jordan's the Lakers' flu game is yeah. very mysterious. Um, <laughs> the Lakers winning their three peat was very lucrative for Pat Riley, so of course they're connected. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the Lake. Oh right, right. So the Lakers. We don't know also how deep this them. goes. Right. Oh, and the 2002, <laughs> the most controversial. All the weird things that happen in the NBA playoffs seem to happen in those odd repeat possible years like <laughs> maybe tim donaghy was just working on his own interest in that in those conference finals with the lakers and kings but maybe, maybe pat riley was the one just betting. he got to, to i mean dick dick bavetta known as nick bavetta for his favoritism to the new york basketball team uh-huh. it could be a riley thing how does 2014 finals factor into this oh oh that they blew it mm-hmm I have to say, there had to be. I think Popovich is a real force of integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the way that Game Six in the previous series fell apart. I think that Greg Popovich, instead of blowing up the Spurs, that was like the real thing. Is that not only can we not let the, another title get stolen from us, we need to deny Pat Riley financially. <laughs> <laughs> like we're a small market team, we all took less money to get uh-huh. here. We need Pat Riley to take less money in his bank account. By I the way, he that. also uh, owns the trademark for four word. Really? Like for four in a row, he thought it would be four word. No one would. And then I think the other uh, one is drive for five that he also has. Are they talking about Popovich or no? This no, is no, Pat, Pat Riley. Riley. Pat like, Riley. Pop- Popovich got into. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, here's how we test this. Mm-hmm. The name of this podcast. NBA conspiracies colon three P three P. If he comes after you guys, <laughs> and I'm not associated with this podcast, yeah, yeah it's we're all. the ones on the hook. So, for well, you Literally. know, what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to call our friend Phil Luminati because he knows a guy who knows a guy who knows Pat Riley, and he can work it out. You know, make a deal. Uh, last thing before we move on, Phil Jackson is he in- intentionally sabotaging? Oh the yeah, Knicks? this is my personal new theory. I think Phil Jackson took the Knicks job specifically to trash the franchise forever for his fiance Jeannie Buss. 
So there'd only be one super market team for free agents. Yeah, the Lakers right now are the number two most valuable uh, NBA franchise. Number one is the Knicks. So let's walk through what Phil Jackson has done here. Nothing good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He's done. Ze he's made zero competent moves, uh, except for the drafting of Kristaps Porzingis, which I think he thought Kristaps was going to be a bust. And then, so he signed Derrick Rose, claiming not to know about a rape trial. Now he's fighting with LeBron James, uh, his best player's best friend. No follow-up to Sacred Hoops. Right. You yeah. Know? He's, yeah. He's yeah. left us in the lurch. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, he's, I think he's trying to destroy the Knicks for Genie Bus. I feel like <laughs> this one in particular is giving – an excuse to a just an inept person. <laughs> I, I, I think the Knicks are maybe are just cursed. I don't think it has anything to do with Phil Jackson. I mean, he has he has eleven titles though. I've, he needs to get the thirteen. That's a power number. Oh, oh shit. Well, well, he technically he has one as a player, so he's at twelve. Yeah. So he needs what one. What does numerology say about twelve, Brendan? I'm not. I don't know anything about numerology. So they don't talk about Dwight Howard at all. No, not at all. <laughs> what does numerology say about the number 69? <laughs> it's nice. That's what they say. Uh, here's a number that might be of interest to everyone here. 30 is in 30 for 30. Brendan, we know that you have quite a few ideas oh for 30 for 30 documentaries. Unfortunately, neither of us work for ESPN. None of us in this room work for yeah. ESPN. So none of these uh, could possibly happen. But... The ideas are free to the worldwide leader in sports. If well, John no, Skipper is I'm, listening. No, uh, Pat Riley is going to trademark each and every one of these. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> once when once he, we once send out the, the his Riley scorched signal. earth campaign against this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hear some of these. Okay, one of my one of my all time favorites is okay. My favorite player growing up was Sharunas Marshallonis. Mm -hmm. Me, one of mine too. Inventor of the Euro step. Or the guy who brought it to the NBA. Um, he came from Lithuania to the Bay Area mm -hmm. with his wife, who was also a professional basketball player back in the, uh, you know, former Soviet Republic. She's in the Bay Area. She doesn't know anyone. Her husband is out on the road, right? She's this, you know, I don't, I, I, please excuse me. I, I should know her name because uh, I talk about her all the time. <laughs> um, but... So she was a professional basketball player. There's no WNBA. So what does she do? She enrolls at the all-women's college in Oakland. What's it called? Mills. Mills College. Yeah. She enrolls there to take some classes and joins the basketball team for, like, Division three basketball team. Mm -hmm. She's, like, a professional basketball player. Yeah. She has every record <laughs> in Division three. She's the greatest collegiate female basketball player of all time. <laughs> Nobody knows this story. It needs to forget 30 for 30. This needs to be made into a damn movie. Sharunas, you know, is killing it on the Warriors. He comes back. Sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year. And, you know, he's expecting, you know, to be taken care of. And she's doing her own thing, right? Mm -hmm. She has her own life. And um, so now she um, she works for Mills College. She's like the athletic director, I mm -hmm. believe. And um, it's this amazing. They ended up getting a divorce, unfortunately, because you know she she 
you know has this amazing because she story. discovered her love of uh mills college she is she is actually at merit college i know oh uh, sorry uh, merit oh. oh sorry but but everything um, yeah. else is completely accurate yeah. and merit. her name is inga inga okay yeah inga 30 for 30 inga the merit of inga i thought it would be I, weird if mills had a basketball team but anyway I think she's so there have not been many women who scored 50 points in a basketball game jordan college and she has done it a couple times i think it should just be called inga with an exclamation mark and that's it i think Are you jeb like yeah, jeb just like jeb but <laughs> but inga you know it's it's a it's a heartwarming tale i want to i want to meet her her and tim donahy i want to have Beers with beers together? With beer. Well, not together, <laughs> but those are two people. I mean, it's just a fat. I mean, look at that. Look at how rich that Wikipedia page is. It's like, and nobody knows her name. And no. we'll, you know, we'll put a photo of her on the the Round Ball Rock Twitter account so you guys can see what she looks like. I'm sure she's a handsome woman. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, she seems like she probably is. Sean, what? Do you have a thirty for thirty? Uh, well, I always wanted to do a documentary on the San Diego Chicken. Mm-hmm. Because that guy was just some junior college student in San Diego who answered an ad for like a fifty dollar job to dress up as a chicken for a radio promotion, and now it's like forty one years later, and he's still the chicken, and oh. it just seems like such a bizarre thing to happen to you when you're nineteen years old to answer an ad and not realize you've just launched yourself into this completely bizarre career and kind of invented the idea of like a funny mascot Mm -hmm. because he's it's kind of right at the point when it's not acceptable anymore to just literally have an animal be your mascot Mm -hmm. and then he also you know emancipated himself from the radio station worked for the san diego padres for a while uh won a legal battle with the padres and became independent you know, he's had his own TV show. He's Whoa. won Emmys. Uh, you know, worked with Tommy <laughs> Lasorda wait, and wait, Johnny Wait, Bennies. wait, wait, wait. Daytime what? Emmys. How Daytime did, Emmys. Yeah. How did yeah. the San Diego Chicken win an Emmy? The Illuminati. He's he had, in the Illuminati. He had a, he had a show like a, a This Week in Baseball or like Baseball but with the Chicken. talk? No, he did like, it was like funny baseball stuff. So it was like George Michael's Sports Machine. But with it was more, it was more like this week in baseball. Oh, okay. Um, and it was like yeah. a kids show, mm-hmm. and jo- I think it was Johnny Bench, Tommy Lasorda, and the Chicken. Wow, what oh. a lineup! Yeah, <laughs> wow, it's way better uh, than uh, somehow the Chicken is the least clownish person in that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, TBS, sign up the Chicken, replace Pete Rose with the Chicken. So it's it's kind of interesting to me that I think that a lot has happened, like these recorded albums and weird, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, but it's it seems so weird to have have like have fallen into your career in that way in such a strange like like probably up till maybe year 25 he was still probably like this whole thing's gonna come crashing down Mm -hmm. any minute Mm -hmm. i'm just dressed as a chicken like it's just a chicken costume you're talking it's like a rudy type story it's a real underdog heartwarming uh tale i don't even know if it's heartwarming it's just Sad? Yeah, a little bit. 
I, I no, just, it's just improbable. Yeah. Okay. He answered a he answered a job for he's had this like job he's, for forty one like years. He's doing the same job. Like yeah. it's not he's not fundamentally doing anything different. It's just for whatever reason there is an insane public appetite for this one really particular thing, and he's just never stopped doing but it. But don't you think that deep down he wants something more? That that is that is also a question I would th- like. He was presumably in college studying to do something like obviously that's not how he expected his life to turn out right and probably not you know 15 years in didn't think his life would turn out like that and now you know two-thirds of his life he's been the chicken dark i have a idea for a 30 for 30 short Mm -hmm. and it's sort of self-indulgent because it's about myself Mm -hmm. i would direct (laughs) okay (laughs) um and it's that i played the most important basketball game in a in a on an island and so like uh joey and sean know that i was a peace corps volunteer out of college and i'm very tall and i was in federated states of micronesia it's a very short country and i was there for two years and when i showed up i was the tallest person they've ever seen so immediately you know and i didn't speak the language very well but they would always ask me why didn't you play professional basketball and i said i decided to come here (laughs) <laughs> which was a huge mistake because <laughs> did you tell them that it was a huge mistake no i just <laughs> like i'm i'm not a liar but i also am someone who like i'll go with the easiest possible because to them how could you be that tall and not like to right. even ex- i didn't know the language enough to even explain what was gone so i'm living there and the lie got out of hand right they're like you know, hey, do you know Michael Jordan? And, you know, like, <laughs> I never said I did, but I'd never said I didn't, you know? And so, like, they were, and I'm dunking on all, I mean, I was a superstar. I was the greatest basketball player on a piece of land. Not a lot of people can say that. J- jamming on people, they're like, you're amazing. I'm a really good corner three point shooter. Just that's my specialty. So I'd hit like a bunch in a row. They're like, you are, you know, like people looking at you like, you are amazing. So this these Mormons Oh no. <laughs> come Mormons to the island. love basketball. Yeah, that's the problem. So they show up on the island, right? Mm-hmm. A boat of Mormons wanting to convert them into um, you know, the the religion. And you know, a lot of basketball at Mormon athletes at you know, different universities, they go on their their uh mm-hmm. Mormon uh, mission like and they bulk up. And they come back, and they're older. Like Mark Madsen went yeah. on a, 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 a tour, and the, when he went to Stanford, he came back. He's all jacked. So these guys are just <laughs> lifting weights and preaching the truth of Joseph Smith all and they're, day. They're riding bikes riding, too, so a well, lot of cardio. Not too. on the, not on the island, but they're yeah. you know they're well they can't you can't swim on a Mormon mission, which I found out. But um, so they that show is so weird. So okay. they sh- they show up, and they're immediately like there's a tall Mormon missionary guy, and they go. You have to play our Peace Corps volunteer one on one, and he goes sure because this guy was the starting power forward for University of Utah. Don't, <laughs> don't remember his name. Oh my god! But I'm in my I'm in my hut. I'm like 165 pounds. I've lost like you know a ton of weight. Just taking a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> I get woken up. Hey, you're playing in a one on one game, no. and I walk out and I have like a trail of people and I'm like. Who is this idiot? Who's gonna, <laughs> I'm going to destroy. And I'm just like, 
It was like the Pied Piper. I was so confident. I'm just like. You're like Muhammad Ali in yeah, Zimbabwe. Yeah, exactly. Brandon. Umbaye. Brandon. The jungles of Tonawas Island. And I show up at the like the main court and this guy is pulling his tie off. Right. He's like six. I'm six foot six. He's like a good six ten. And he's like looks at me and he's like, what? You know, and he's like. You want to play me one on one? And I was like, oh, uh." he said, they're saying you're like really good at basketball. And I'm like, please, like. In English, I was just like, please, just let me score a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, he was playing for his religion, mm-hmm. and he won, and he destroyed me. And let me tell you, he held, he handed out more, you know, uh, Book of Mormons that day. Like, really, the, their perception of the religion, my poor performance changed half the island's <laughs> Like, I am a Mormon. My Poor basketball performance was like worked in the favor of the you know Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Make this a touring company where you just <laughs> ingratiate yourself with a native population, build up their trust, <laughs> and then let a Mormon destroy you in basketball. When, we'll all be the same religion one day. When um. I walked back to my hut, nobody looked at me. <laughs> I you w- shamed yourself. I was true shunning. From like a society, like I felt it, and it was a, it took a good two months for things to be right. And this guy, like, it was funny. He said to me, he's like, he's like, uh, where where did you play basketball? And I told him uh, I played high school. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I could tell. And then he was like, why don't you? And then he 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 sunned me by saying, why don't you come by and uh, we'll make you dinner. Wow. Oh, no. So, like, I never did that because that would just be the ultimate right. humiliation. Well, he already mm-hmm. stole your lunch, so well, why not give you dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't know if – is that sadder than the Brian Bosworth one? <laughs> I, <laughs> That's probably pretty, it's pretty sad. Well, it, what would be great is if you could get some of the people from that island to give their reactions, just like they had Bosworth's son. The, 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 funny, the funny thing is I guarantee that it's broad because – it's a you know there's a, it's a very storytelling culture mm-hmm. there and so I guarantee that it's told once a week. This oh. story, <laughs> not 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 to be self-important, but just because like it, th- ever like that's a that's their sure. entertainment there is stories. Yeah. So it's probably like, I pro- my loss was probably a thousand to zero, and <laughs> you know he broke my leg and you it know is, it's like Tyson Buster Douglas. But oh. for Micronesia. Yeah. Uh, Joey, do you have a thirty for thirty idea real fast? I just want like a I want a real Don Nelson one, not to be real, but like I want somebody needs to make like a real Don Nelson documentary or book before he goes, because that guy is the funniest coach. He was the craziest coach. The style of basketball he played was more is more relevant now than it's ever been. And like he's just it would be so entertaining. It's it's a weird combination of innovation and laziness. Yeah, and also like, just like he's like a real maver- actual maverick, like sports 
weirdo. And he he who does he play poker with in Hawaii? Uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Owen Wilson. So and they're smoking weed. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh for sure. Okay. And uh, I know this because my a friend I worked with at the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company. Her dad was part of the game, and he was a guitarist for the Doobie Brothers, and lived <laughs> next door to live next door to Don Nelson in Maui. And they there's this famous Don Nelson poker game where they all sit around smoking weed, and like like when I lived in Oakland, Don Nelson used to there was this bar we'd also go always go to called Smitty's. And we were never there when he came in, but people would always be like, oh, you just missed Don Nelson. He was in here playing shuffleboard for $500 a throw. <laughs> and then he oh, walked across the street to Domino's, brought 20 pizzas over, and then left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I would ask him probably questions for a good hour about why he thought it was acceptable to have a son named D-O-N-N. <laughs> like, that's crazy but yeah i love don nelson i could watch he's it's just the best he's, we need a great don nelson thing before because he's old he's not yeah, gonna be around much he longer he, he's the greatest of all time he's the, like he's the most influential and to me i don't i don't go by wins and mm. losses but he has the most wins titles sorry titles yeah, yeah. i don't go by titles i go by influence it's like did Steve Jobs make the most money in tech? No, he didn't, but he has the most influence. And I agree with you 100%, Joey. This should be our next chapter. Yeah. Is let's get a Don Nelson thing made. Doing a Don <laughs> Nelson documentary. Yeah. Well, great. my 30 for 30 would be about Slam Ball. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> that is, that's a really good one. Uh, I know. Pat Croce. Pat Croce. <laughs> so, Jim's son. Weirdly, wow. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, the Golden State Warriors 2016-2017 basketball team every week plays a, a uh, another team in a fantasy matchup, mm -hmm. and that is uh, what we're going to do right now. It's conspiracy week. Yeah. So, so what, what are we picking? I have a I have a long not a long list but a list of possible ideas. Sean. You're the gatekeeper of this, so oh, where on, are we going me, here? Let me pull up this list. Well, we want something that's uh, they la, la, uh, yes, we want to have them face. Boy, it's a conspiracy week, right? What about uh, what about it's five? The, this is the way I get this to five people. Okay, they play Agent Mulder, okay, Agent Scully, uh huh, and those three nerds, the lone gunman. Oh. oh. Game, and the smoking man is the sixth man. <laughs> the smoking man. I was going to throw out the men in black, but this feels better. <laughs> the cast of the X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's the cast of the X-Files. Uh -huh. so. First of all, Duchovny is a legitimately good basketball yeah. player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I they're don't... on a good foot already. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the lone gun <laughs> they're not gonna be any help athletes no. <laughs> no, not so are they playing basketball i think they're playing basketball let's just get this out of the way like let's shut let's prove they're playing basketball to prove that the illuminati does not exist <laughs> yeah the, I, the warriors are playing for christianity and the lord and they're gonna crush the X Files yeah. cast. Well, so here's here's my question. Mm -hmm. They they probably know some secrets. Like something weird's gonna happen at that game. I've seen the X Files before. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's like 
a fan who breathes fire? Or are the Warriors players maybe going to start mysteriously disappearing over the course of the game? And I like the matter? disappearing. I like... Like I like, every, like it, the yeah. fluke man is the sixth man. Like <laughs> no, the guy I like. From the I like that the 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 players randomly disappear. Okay. Could I, the Warriors? I keep thinking the 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 X Files theme would make a great intro music. Mm-hmm. You know when they announce totally. the starting lineup, like yeah. it's like someone needs to do at least a X Files theme night where they bring everyone out and they have like a trench coat, like yeah. made, <laughs> instead of a warm up. Mm-hmm. And like, Everybody comes up with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots, a lot of flashlights mm-hmm. on the X Files. Sorry, sorry. What I think is, it's no, going to be. I think it's going to be closer than you think because mm-hmm. I think the lone gunmen are pretty accurate. I think they're going to be able to hit from outside. Sure. Um, well, they did predict nine eleven. Yeah. So uh-huh. they are very accurate. <laughs> Spookily <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Um. I think Scully's medical training is going to probably mm-hmm. help her. I think there's a lot of questions about the Warriors' medical staff, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, Andre Iguod- like, like Andre Iguodala's back. Could she fix his back? I think they're going to blind. <laughs> I think they're going to blind the Warriors with their flashlights. Okay, that could also happen. Also, Here's, like an old man is smoking on the court. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. Gonna that's just, not good for your your cardio. I at think all. Clay Thompson's going to be very distracted. Uh huh. But I think what's going to happen is it's going to be close, and at the end of the game, um, even though Fox Mulder is not necessarily a sex addict, <laughs> David Duchovny definitely is, and once he notices. Sideline reporter Roz, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. over. He's yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna be focused. He's no. gonna be embarrassing himself. I'm gonna have to recuse myself from that part of of this conversation because I wrote a profile of David Duchovny and uh, he threatened to sue the Guardian <gasps> because we mentioned that he was a, a, he had a sex addiction <gasps> and uh, that's not public knowledge. It is. So it was oh. just a it was oh, an, it was an empty, empty threat. threat. Mm. Yeah. <gasps> so I don't know. Allegedly, I've heard maybe, but I mean. Yeah, alleged. It's alleged. Alleged. Actually, we're talking about Fox Mulder. We're not yeah. even talking yeah, about they, David Duchovny. Fox Mulder is also Fox very Mulder good at basketball. Fox Mulder was very yeah. into pornography. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he was. yes, he was. So I think that character would get a little distracted. Like the Warrior Girls would come out, and uh, you know, the arena is totally dark and foggy. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's spooky style. as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, we have to even the playing. Field yeah, and I think, bit. and I think that ultimately. He's gonna get into a lot of conflict with the officials mm-hmm. because he's gonna be he's gonna be talking about phantom fouls. Well, the referee yeah. is Tim Donaghy. Trust oh. no one. Yeah, it has to be Donaghy. <laughs> yeah, and Taylor Leone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who you got? I got the Dubs, man. I'm sorry. I'll take the Dubs too. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the W files. Uh, X. I'm going with the X files. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you're outvoted, you're outvoted. But I mean, thank you for playing. Uh, this was a wonderful episode. Let's go ahead and do our plugs as we do every week. Sean, let's start with you this week. I'll be headlining the punchline on December 20th. Fantastic. Joey. Uh, Sean and I wrote some jokes for the new ep- the new season of Billy on the Street. Yeah, I don't know when it's, uh, when it's back, but it's back. Check soon, our IMDb so. pages. No, well, it's not on there yet. But, you know, check your local listings, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Uh, Pick up that TV guide that you yeah. have uh, uh, on your Billy on the Street on two, True TV. Yeah. Uh, it's a real funny show, whether they used our jokes or not. We'll find out. Brendan? Brendan. I'm um, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great. Um, okay. But Google but wait, it. can I can I can I can I can I do can I, I actually I should plug one thing. Yeah, um, please do. Uh, I'm gonna be on uh, the newest season of Uproarious on Fuse TV doing stand up comedy. Uh, so check it out. It's called Uproarious. It's on Fuse, and um, I'm uh, I don't remember the jokes I did, but I'm proud of them. And follow me on Twitter at Brendanzig, B R E N D A N Z I G. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, I'm at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. And read my Guardian NBA column every other week. And like and share and subscribe and all that stuff. Review on iTunes. Review on you iTunes. Yes, please. absolutely. We need those. And yeah. trust the process. Trust, the trust process. no one. <laughs> oh. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.